Hello, everybody. Welcome back to another PC Boys podcast. I am Logan, and I'm here with you with another solo podcast. And today, we're going to be doing a video game review on The Blair Witch, which is based, uh, the game is based off of a movie franchise that started in 1999 with the very first Blair Witch Project, a low-budget found footage horror film that kind of shaped Hollywood forever in found footage horror movies. I think it might have even been the first one, but I could be wrong on that. Um, but anyway, so the movie basically took place in Burkittsville, uh, West Virginia, I'm pretty sure, and, um, basically there's this, uh, place, uh, which, um, is a forest, and, um, there's the Blair Witch, a entity that kind of drives you insane and makes you go in circles, and, um... Pretty much you get lost in the woods and you're never found again in the Black Hills Forest. That's the name of the forest, the Black Hills Forest. And this video game was... And then, of course, in 2016, there was another Blair Witch movie that was supposed to be the direct sequel to the 1999 film because it's the uh, brother of the girl that went missing in the first movie and he's going out to find her with a whole bunch of new uh, or updated uh, camera equipment and whatnot, and they come into contact with the Blair Witch, which they ended up turning her less into an entity in that movie and more into an actual physical thing, which I like the Blair Witch um, project route of making her an entity because it made it more um, interesting, but... Anyways, so the video game of Blair Witch is set, I believe, um, so in the movie, I think the movie, uh, while it was filmed in 1999, I think took place either in the 1970s or 80s, and you play as Ellis, a former police officer and soldier. Um, and you'll kind of figure that out through, um, PTSD stuff in the game, which, spoiler alert, by the way, there will be some spoilers in here. Nothing game ending, because I'm not going to spoil that for you, but there will be some spoiler stuff ahead, like, uh, the fact that he was a soldier. Um, but basically, uh, you start off the game, um... In a big cutscene, it's a pretty nicely done cutscene. I I don't now. Once we actually go into the first person perspective for the first time in the car when he's driving down the road, I really was disappointed. This was not a good way to start off the game. Um, while the game is pretty awesome and amazing, the beginning of this game was like you've got to be kidding me. So literally, when you first go into the first person screen of the character's view. Uh, or of Ellis's view, legitimately, the road looks like a like a one lane road. Like the driving was just absolutely horrendous. Like it was bad. I was like, oh shit, here we go, another low budget indie uh, horror game. And um, after that, though, the game very well uh, surprised me. Like the opening cutscene was great, uh, and it worked out very well. Um, but once you finally get out of the truck with your dog, Bullet, which, by the way, is, like, the best part of this game. So, basically, Bullet is your companion throughout the game. You can pet him. I know a lot of people that love dogs will, of course, ask, can you pet the dog? Yes, you can. Mm-hmm. Um, you can also ask him to fetch things, which can help in aiding you finding Peter mm-hmm. Shannon. And you, um, can reprimand the dog, but we know most people won't, unless you're just an asshole. You can, mm-hmm. uh, ask him to stay close, because... 
Uh, if you stray too far away from Bullet, you will start to have a PTSD panic attack, which is an actual feature in the game, so you have to keep the dog very close. And the dog will also alert you of danger by barking and kneeling in the direction or getting to, into an attack position of where the uh, threat is coming from. So in the game, you have, I believe, five or six pieces of equipment. So you have a backpack where you store like all of your papers and stuff that you find, uh, but you are equipped with a cell phone who you can call Jess, who is uh, Ellis's previous wife or girlfriend by the seams of the game, and uh, you call her, um, and you know you can try to make the relationship and stuff work because you actually have a controllable part in that, but you have to call her a lot, and you have to do a lot of uh, different things because this game has multiple endings. There's four different endings. Mainly two endings, but with different alterations for each, depending on your choices in the game. Um, but yeah, so the Blair Witch game doesn't start off anything out of the ordinary. Your character's PTSD attacks, you're walking in the woods, it's uh, early morning, and um, so yeah, there's not much going on. So you have the cell phone, you have a walkie-talkie, which you get out of the back of a police car not long after you get out of the uh, out of your truck and or SUV, and you're just uh, and there's a note so you uh, that says you know hey officer so and so we left the walkie-talkie in uh, the trunk so you get to, you go into the trunk and you get the walkie-talkie which you use to contact the sheriff and you use to um, communicate with the search party. Now, that walkie-talkie, as the game goes on, kind of... And remember, while, yes, you have a cell phone and a walkie-talkie, it's very useless through most of the game. Like, you have these items, but you only have these items for specific dialogue parts that come at specific times. Like, you can't really interact with anybody else for most of the game. So they're kind of useless. You have the camcorder. Now, the camcorder in this... Um, is actually different than Outlast. So, sorry, I had to get a drink. So, the camcorder is different in this and Outlast, where yes, you do have a night vision mode, but when you bring, when you bring, um, the camcorder out, and you turn on the night vision and stuff. It's not like Outlast where it covers your entire screen. It's legitimately off to your right-hand side. And if you... you Now, you have a flashlight, which is another piece of uh, equipment. Uh, basically, you have a camera. Night vision camera. Or a camcorder. You have a flashlight. You have um, a phone and a walkie-talkie. I think those are the only things that you have. And you... Um, essentially, you have... Um, uh, this this really cool mechanic, right, with a camcorder, uh, where you can put videotapes inside the camcorder, and it legitimately manipulates the map in real time. So the first, and this shouldn't be a big spoiler, because when you're not far in the game, you will get this first tape. So for instance, this first tape that you get and you put into the camcorder, as you rewind it, it shows this guy is uh, video recording and there's Peter Shannon and he's using this police car. Now, if you rewind the tape and stop it when the police car 
is on the ground, it appears in real time in front of your character, literally distorting time itself and making objects appear and disappear or doors open and close within a blink of an eye. It's pretty it's a pretty cool feature and it starts to make you lose your mind because you're you're like this can't be real. Like first of all, there's no way you're watching videotapes, pressing pause and play on certain parts and it's actually making the map change. There's no way that that happens. Well, guess what? It does happen. But anyways, um, it was a very cool mechanic at first, and I was really looking forward to it. But every time I tended to pick up a new tape, this mechanic tended to make me have a lot of anxiety because I was wondering if the person in the tape would ever show up. Um, so I was very scared about that. Now, the night vision on the camera is pretty effective, I won't lie. But it's pretty cool, though, because instead of it being, like, a green night vision from Outlast, it's a white night vision from the 1998 film, from the original one. They had, I believe they had night vision in that film. And it was gray. It was legitimately gray night vision. And that is what they used for the game. They gave you... A camcorder with night vision, but instead of it being gray, green, it's gray. Which is pretty cool. Which you could use to either navigate the horrors of the night or flashlight. Now, this game felt like three different games. It felt like Slenderman, Outlast, and Resident Evil. Because this game has puzzles like Resident Evil. You have the flashlight first-person perspective with fucking, like, twig monsters out in the fucking woods. Like Slenderman. Uh, and then you have the camcorder night vision aspects like Outlast. So they, they, they really incorporated three of the biggest horror games out there and kind of combined them into one game centralized around the idea and lore mythology of a movie franchise. Now, I gotta say, I was really, really impressed with this game. Um, it was very, very... Um, Cool. I, I really liked uh, how they went about it. And, um... Jeez, I'm getting a call. Like, dude, this is not what we need. I, I, I can't stress enough. It's like, please, don't call me when I'm in the middle of a podcast. Sorry, guys. I, um... I didn't expect that at all. Um... You know, I guess unexpected things happen on a podcast. So anyways, uh, as I was saying, so the camera was um, was a very big piece, but I love Outlast, I love Resident Evil, and I love um, Slenderman. So it was a pretty good idea that they took all three of those things that I liked and put them into one game, because that actually worked out well. Um, so it's very, very uh, exciting to have this happen. Um, so anyways, um, in the game, there are many moments where you feel like you're gonna go crazy, which is pretty cool, because in the, in the movie, your, uh, characters that you're following, they legitimately are getting lost in the woods, and they are traveling in circles, like, they keep coming to the same place that they were at, and in this game, you will experience that, going in multiple different directions and ending up in the same fucking spot, which happens to be this particular campsite of where Peter Shannon was. Now, 
this game fucks with your head really bad. So, a lot of people, obviously, are probably wondering what happens to Bullet. Does the dog die? Does the dog not die? I'm not going to tell you that, obviously, because that would be a spoiler. That would destroy the game for you, because... If I told you if that did or didn't happen, then you would have no reason to play it. Because let's be honest, if you're not here to play horror games, you might be able to you might just want to play it because you can hang around a dog the whole time and pat it. But the thing is though with Blair Witch, this game does a very great job at giving you intense moments of anxiety, suspense, and just making you really question, are you in the woods alone? Now the problem with Blair Witch though is that they didn't do scares as well as I would hope. So, for instance, when it comes to horror games, I like it when the horror games build up scares that you don't see coming. I'm not talking about a jump scare, because jump scares are very easy to detect. Normally, it's a music, uh, the absence of music, the buildup of music, and then in, all of a sudden it's gone. Like, there's many different ways you can pick out a jump scare. Alas had one very effective jump scare that worked, and but it wasn't seen coming. So it was when in Outlast, when you first got into the uh, asylum, and you got into your first hallway after you got through an air duct, and you open up uh, a door before you see Chris Walker for the first time. A guy is hanging from the ceiling and falls off, and there's a huge scream from your character. And it is the most terrifying thing ever, and it was not expected. You were not expected to open up this door and then just to be fucking terrified. Literally, Outlast did such a good job, and Outlast 2 did as well, because in Outlast 2, you had fucking Marta. This bitch, okay, the first time you met her and she went out of sight, you're like, okay, that's good, she's not here. And then you go over to the barn and you start crawling, and here she fucking comes, sprinting fuck fucking full sprint at you, and you're just like, oh shit, I gotta get the fuck out of here. So yeah, no, um, there, Outlast is very effective when it comes to scaring you, and then of course you had in Resident Evil when fucking Jack Baker decides to fucking walk out of a wall, and you're just like, wow, what a fucking dick. Yeah, no, there are many good horror moments in a lot of these games, it's just the problem is, with Blair Witch, with Blair Witch, the game is supposed to be you hear noises, like, you hear, like, voices and stuff. And you do hear voices. You, like, if you're, you need to play this game in a dark room with headphones, you get the full immersion. You do hear voices and shit. But the problem is, they made actual monsters that attack you. And the problem is, fighting off these monsters with a flashlight in my opinion, really takes away from what Blair Witch is. Now, while Blair, the Blair Witch is a entity in the game and in the movie, in the forest, they center this whole entire fucking game around an a antagonist. Not just the Blair Witch, but an actual human being. That is the reason why Peter Shannon went missing. And literally, this fucking game, okay... Not only puts an actual human protagonist in, but they make you the fucking have to sneak around these little twig monsters or whatever the fuck. And I'm just sitting here like, dude, this is just, it's not cool at all. Like, why? Like, why is this the type of horror that we get? The game could legitimately be great at having literally, um, like you get hit out of nowhere, right? 
but there's no monster you fight against. Like, if a horror game allowed you to play through it and get hit by something, literally either getting thrown or hit by something that you can't fight against, that you can't see against, that would be scary. Those type of scares would be effective because no matter what music is playing or no music's playing or where you are, you can't counter it. You don't know where it is, and it just happens at random. Now, sure, you can have points where something chases you and actually tries to kill you, but throughout the game, there should be points where it scares you because you don't see the kill coming. It, or, or not the kill, the, uh, the attack. Especially if you replay through the game, you might for- if you don't play it for a while, you might forget where that fucking jump scare comes up. But it's not even a jump scare you see coming, it just happens and it scares the shit out of you. That sort of horror, like if I made a horror game, that's what I would have done. But they did a good job at making it very eerie woods feeling, making you not feel alone, uh, making you feel like you're traveling in circles and losing your mind. Like there's a legitimately this one scene in the game where there's this broken down truck. You go, okay, you're just walking through the woods and you come back to the truck and this time it's not broken. It's a brand new police truck. Then you get inside, have to do this fuse puzzle, and then you're allowed to turn on the headlights. You turn on the headlights, you want to know what fucking happens? Goes from dead night to fucking morning. In a fucking flash of time. Literally not even kidding. It was ridiculous, but awesome. I was like, this is what Blair Witch is. It's psychological. It's supposed to fuck with you. You you know, they make you think you're going in corners. They make you think that, like, literally, there's an entire sequence that takes about 10 minutes of you just walking through a cave cavern. And you keep walking slower than a snail and keep coming out to the same fucking place while writing on the walls. More keeps coming. Now, Blair Witch, as a horror game, is... I would say if I had to rate it on a scare factor, is a 7.5. This game didn't do much that actually made me jump out of my seat and shit myself, like Outlast did. But the game did a very good job of giving me a lot of anxiety and making me think about things before I did them, or where I went. I died one time, well, one time, except for this one um, area where I didn't know that I was supposed to run. Uh, but yeah. I'm not going to count that because I just didn't know exactly what I was supposed to do at the time. But I died once in the game from an actual creature. And I was just like, okay, well, that's that. Um, There will be a time where I try to go through the game and not die once. Because, you know, I'm kind of doing that with Doom right now. But I'm doing it on the harder difficulties. Not really working out so well. But uh, it's alright. I made it at least do halfway through the campaign without dying. So that was a win. But Blair Witch overall has some pretty cool mechanics. Another mechanic I want to talk about is, so when the, when the camera gets broken, and you know how in LS1, right, your camera got broken, and it legitimately, like, it, half the screen was fucked up, so you couldn't see what the fuck was going on. So in, in, in Blair Witch, your, your camcorder gets broken, but it's in the shape of the witch. Like, the witch's logo is legitimately, the cracks are set up as the witch's logo. It was pretty cool, but it was pretty creepy at the same time. And... What this camera did was show you where creatures are. Like, you, they were outlined in red. Like, it gave it a superpower where you can actually see where the creatures are now. Um, and as the game went on, um, you kept collecting more tapes to obviously, you know, distort reality and stuff. But 
Literally, in my opinion, I, I think that this game was good, but it was underwhelming to my expectations because the trailer made me very excited for the game, and it made me very excited to see what they could do with the Blair Witch game. Now, this team, um, th that isn't really um, an exact, I think they're called like um, Bloop or, or Bloom Games or something, um, Obviously, if you go look it up on the Xbox Store, or even on Google, no, Bloober Team or Blooper Team, they uh, they made the game, and they're very small. I think they're out of, like, Norway or something, the game developers. They're not from America, though, and they're very small, and they made this game very well. I, I gotta say, it really captured the Blair Witch feeling very well. Um, it's just they kind of threw in some horror game tropes that you're used to seeing like jump scares and actual human and creature threats they, you know it just it never works for me I don't like it when there's a threat that you know and visibly can see coming like if you're gonna do a found footage game or if you're gonna do a game about somebody in the woods recording something or out summer recording something and you want to do it on ghosts, don't have the ghost be visible because then the jump scares become pointless if you can see the ghost. Like the wall rider scared the shit out of me when it came at me because you couldn't see the wall rider really unless you had night vision on. Like the motherfucker was barely visible unless you had night vision. But Outlast was very effective because it knew what it was doing. It was trying to be a very sadistic, fucked up horror game. And it succeeded. And that's why it's a very good, scary game. But Blair Witch, in the end, I have to give this game a 8. A solid 8. It's a good play. There is there is replayability with it. Because like I said, there's four different endings. So obviously just going through the game and figuring out what, you know, the best ending... Um, which obviously if you want to know the endings and spoil it for yourself, you can go to YouTube. I'm not going to do that here because what I'm just here to do is to give you my personal opinions on what I think about the game, tell you about some game features. The graphics though, I will say the graphics are very, uh, good. Definitely give you Resident Evil 7 vibes. So, you know, if you're a big fan, um, fan of the RE engine, you'll like this game. Um, graphic wise, um... But yeah, a lot of the mechanics are things you've seen in games before. You know, it's first person. You know, you got the camcorder like Outlast. You've got the puzzles like and the graphics like Resident Evil, and then you got the creatures in the woods and the flashlight like Slenderman. If you're a fan, if you're a fan of any of those three games, you should like this game. Um, but they also, of course, throw in the Blair Witch elements of her being an entity in the woods and making you go crazy and see things and travel in circles and putting up these, um, Blair, uh, I don't know what the fuck they are, but they're, like, sticks that are winded up in, uh, vines, and they're hung from the trees and shit, but these Blair Witch symbols that are just on the trees and stuff, like, they do a lot of stuff that's within the game, um, that's in the movie, but <laughs> it's, um, it's, it's really good, and I'm glad they respected the movie, while also trying to put their own spin on it. It's just some things don't work for me. 
You know, and, and, and that's kind of why horror games are very hard to impress me, right? Like, if a horror game impresses me, you have done something very well. Because I have played so many horror games that have very been unimpressing that it's really sad, to be honest. Because I want a good horror game that makes me shit my pants and say, that is what I'm looking for. I want a game that's make, that makes me afraid to go forward. I have yet to have that. Resident Evil 7 was good, but it didn't finish well. It started off strong with scaring the shit out of me. But then as the game went on, it didn't really do its job. It kind of just became an action game with survival horror. But the game still gives me anxiety to this day when I play it. You know, depending on which part that I'm at. Outlast. Outlast is a game that I can play once through and then all the jump scares go away. Like... Replaying the game through a second time normally will not scare you like the first time, especially if you do what I do and play through the game like 10 times. But Blair Witch did a good job at making me scared at the end of the game. The end of the game, I think, is where the game got me the most because the Blair Witch's house, which those of you who haven't watched the movies, you know, you can probably tune out at this point because my review is basically done. I've given it an 8 and stuff. But if you're somebody that's watched the movies and you know what I'm talking about, so the Blair Witch's house is in the game. And this is where a lot of the actual scary parts happen. Like, this is where the part of the game came and I was actually terrified to play. Because they made you go through this house multiple fucking times. All over the place, dude. You even got to see the people standing in... The, or, or people standing in the corner. Like, I don't know what the fuck was going on. Like, the game was so confusing to follow at the end. Because it made you lose your mind and everything. It was awesome. Like, the game ended so well. I think that's probably the reason why I gave it an 8 compared to a 7. Is because the game ended very strong. At least in that one ending, it ended very strong. I think you go to the witch's house regardless of what ending you have. But it's very, um, very strong. I thought that this game was going to end with your character just staring at the wall like you do in the, or like everybody does in the movies. And it didn't. And I was actually surprised by that. So I was glad that they didn't just do a original Blair Witch ending because then they would kind of feel like the, the journey through the whole game would have kind of been pointless. But I was really, um, I really enjoyed the game. I definitely recommend you buying it and at least, or at least, um, going to someone house, someone's house who does have it and playing it. It's definitely worth it. It's a good one-time playthrough. You can play it through multiple times to figure out the different endings. Um, but that's really all I can say, uh, for, for the game itself. In my opinion, I think that the game was a really good game. But it, it wasn't nothing like Outlast. Like, if I had to rate Outlast on the Scare Factor, I'd give Outlast like a 9, 9.5. Outlast 2, I'd give probably a 9, 9.7. Because Outlast 2 kind of scared me a little bit more than Outlast 1. <laughs> and Resident Evil, I'd probably stick up there with like an 8.7 or something. Or 8.5. But Blair Witch, while being on the lower end of that with an 8, it's still a very good horror game. It just didn't scare me like previous games did. Um, but also you gotta remember, if you are a sucker for jump scares, this game will work for you. If you are a sucker 
for stealth games because this game has a fucking stealth scene in it where you legitimately crouch for 20 fucking minutes trying to fucking avoid these dumbass creatures just to get to a fucking tree to rip off some fucking branches. It was the most dumbest objective ever and so heart-pounding, so frustrating. I didn't die, but so frustrating because every fucking step I took, I felt like I was going to die. That game did a very good job at that part, too, but it was very fucking annoying. But yeah, for the most part, the game had a lot of good to it compared to negatives. The game has a lot more positives than negatives, and I say that because it's true. The game, in my opinion, was a lot better than I thought a lot of horror games are, but it's not better than Outlast. Like, I'm sorry... Even though Blair Witch is one of my most respected found footage horror films of all time, and one of my favorites, I still think that Outlast takes the cake in the video game realm. Like, in my opinion, Outlast is the video game horror, or found footage horror genre winner of all time. It beats all first-person games of found footage. Blair Witch is a good horror game. But out of found footage horror games, Outlast is a is a for sure winner. Like Outlast compared to Blair Witch, I, I can easily say that Outlast would win easily because of two simple things. A the jump scares are... Some of them are not seen. Like, you can't predict them coming. Two, the fact that, you know, they do uh, make it so there's actually something that can come out of the dark. Now, that's one thing Blair Witch didn't take advantage of. That Outlast did a great job of. Blair Witch didn't take advantage of having creatures or people or something coming out of... Or a rock. This would have... That would have really scared me. A rock being thrown at you from the deep, dark woods where you and the video camera couldn't see where the fuck you came from. That sort of shit right there is the horror that this game needed to become an Outlast contester. Something so simple, but yet so effective at scaring people. You didn't even need to add a scare in after that. All you needed to do was throw that rock at your character while they're looking through the camera, and you're paranoid at that point. You don't want to go forward because you're scared of what's in the dark. But legit, you don't even need to do anything after that. You just let the paranoia take over and scare the person. LS did a good job at having things come out of nowhere. Like, like for instance, in LS2, in LS1, the eyes of people. You can see people's eyes with the night vision in the distance, and it would scare the living shit out of you. This game didn't have that. You could walk around the woods forever filming on the camcorder, looking into it, and nothing will happen. And that is why Blair Witch doesn't really take advantage of their camera system. Their camera system was worked out different than Outlast, but I think Outlast just had a lot more scare to it than Blair Witch. Blair Witch had more tension than Outlast, but Outlast had more scare. You know, Blair Witch didn't really scare me. It made me tense. It made me anxious. Gave me anxiety. But it never really scared me. It never really made me shit myself and make me say, Fuck no, I'm staying in this one spot. The game never did that with me. 
It never made me feel that feeling. And that's kind of why I don't have it up there with Outlast. It's just because it didn't make me feel that. But that is the end of my review. I hope you all enjoyed. Hopefully you give this game a try. Definitely worth a try. The game is very, um, you know, if, if you're looking for a game to sit down with your friends at night and legit scare, be scared at the unknown, this game is for you. Because it is about the unknown, after all. Um, but if you are somebody that wants to play more of a runaway from fucking people and, like, be chased through impossible circumstances, choose Outlast. Like, Outlast and Blair Witch, I would recommend to two different types of gamers. Both of the horror genre, but if you're looking for more paranoia, I'd go Blair Witch. If you're actually looking for stuff to chase you and make you hide, I'd go Outlast. They're both horror games, but in different ways. And in my opinion, you, you need to choose a game of do you want to be fearing the unknown or fearing the known. Because that's the major difference between Outlast and Blair Witch. Blair Witch is fearing the unknown, where Outlast is fearing the known. Depending on what scares you more, a wood, a silent woods at night with some whispers in the background, or a fucking big hulking man chasing you down a fucking corridor about to rip you in half. Whichever scares you more, that is the game you should choose. But that is enough said. Thank you very much for listening. I hope you all enjoyed, and we will see you all in the next one.